Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Estimate, good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Tuesday, 3rd of January, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the island. A background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates. And the newsmakers in person tonight. Why Manx Care needs nurses and quick. Steam train struck by a fallen tree. Love Island Man is back and better, they say. Treasury Minister speaks ahead of next month's budget and the Ravens need to find consistency, says the captain. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Fast Amai, Siobhan Fletcher. Fast Amai. Tim Will would be asked to apologise for its part in the failings that resulted in sexual abuse at a former children's home on the Isle of Man. A report from a committee investigating historical abuse allegations at Notfield will present its recommendations to the island's parliament next month. The trial of two men accused of robbing Mark Cavendish and his wife Peter at their home in Essex got underway at Chelmsford Crown Court today. They denied two counts of robbery. This evening's steam packet sailing from Douglas to Hesham and the return leg tomorrow morning have been cancelled due to poor weather. If this affects you, you can contact the steam packet team directly to rearrange your journey. Further afield, thousands of mourners have lined the streets for Brazil legend Pele's last journey. The three-time World Cup winner, who died last week, has now reached his final resting place, which overlooks the Santos Stadium. Health health experts say Downing Street is wrong to blame the pandemic for the current pressures facing the NHS. And Merseyside police say they've received almost 150 pieces of information about the death of Ellie Edwards on Christmas Eve. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goramaya, thank you. Siobhan from the Ronaldsway Met Office. There's a strong wind warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is moderate or rough. And as you heard Siobhan uh, mention, uh, Ben McCree's sailing tonight is cancelled. And for this evening, intermittent showers on the island, a strong southwesterly with some hill fog knocking around. The matrix signs are showing fog on the mountain road currently. We're down to 9 degrees through the night, so it's mild. And for Wednesday, tomorrow, Jocrain dry with bright intervals. Intermittent showers on a fresh to strong southwest wind up to 11 degrees tomorrow. It's going to be calmer after dark. Overnight minimum is 8 into Jordan. Thursday, uh, dry and bright kick-off with then occasional rain late morning on a strong to gale for southerly. High temperatures 11 degrees. Tides on the way back in. High waters at 14 minutes past 9. Low water 13 minutes to 4 a.m. Sunrise 23 minutes before 9 tomorrow. And the morning high water is at 5 to 10. Visit the Manx Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com Chronic vacancy issues with nursing at Manx Care have caused the health body to request help from registered nurses. Director of Nursing at Manx Care, Paul Moore, says it isn't financially sustainable, but at the moment it's needed while the service tries to ease the pressure it's facing. We've got a number of things underway to help us solve the problem, but they're long-term solutions like international recruitment and uh, increasing the domestic production of nurse trainees on Ireland. Both of those take between six months and three years to come to fruition. Uh, So in the meantime, we're calling on our colleagues and uh, relying on the help and the support and the goodwill 
of people who will work on our bank and people who will join us on agency to help us through these difficult times. Now, we know that bank and agency workers can work out quite expensive. Just how long is this approach going to be sustainable? I I don't think it is financially sustainable um, for any length of time. But at the moment, it is necessary, given the um, needs of the people of the Isle of Man and how how they need help at the moment to get through their illnesses. So um, it's not an acceptable position and it's not financially sustainable, but uh, it's something that I think we're going to have to continue to do for a little while yet. Do you worry about the impact that this has on patient confidence? I am concerned about the impact it has on the quality of care, yes, and I'm also concerned about the impact it has on the experience of care, but what I would add to that is that, by and large, most people who experience care at Manx Care, even during this period, which is difficult, uh, they're extremely grateful for the, the kindness and the uh, support that they get from the staff on the ground, and that fills me with a lot of confidence that even though it's difficult, we are doing our best to help people. Just finally, Paul, if there are any registered nurses listening who have some time available, how do they get in touch? Uh, We're asking people to contact the switchboard. They'll put you in touch with the the team that's looking after the coordination of staff and be able to allocate you a duty. Passengers on one of the Isle of Man steam trains over the weekend might not have seen the New Year in as they planned after the train was struck by a fallen tree. The details from Lewis Foster. Carriages and windows were damaged when a tree bordering the tracks at Balabeg came down on New Year's Eve, affecting the dining car service. The Department of Infrastructure says a repair team attended the scene within 30 minutes. The tree was removed and the train able to return to Douglas. Unfortunately, no one was injured. But as a result, two brunch trains had to be cancelled, while the Magician's Tea Party service will be moved to the ticket hall. Customers impacted by those cancellations and changes are being contacted directly, the department says. Manx Radio was contacted by listeners concerned that details about the incident weren't made public sooner. Reports to us say the passengers, dressed in black tie, were not best pleased that the service never made it to Port Erin, arriving back into Douglas at 2am the following year. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source, and Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. A scheme hoping to encourage more footfall in hospitality venues over the quieter earlier months of the year has been relaunched this week. The Love IOM card has divided opinion previously. Enterprise Minister Laurie Hooper, MHK, explains what's been done to rectify issues with the initiative. I think running it, actually, is what's done that. So showing that it was that it was actually quite successful and the amount of funding that people did put onto the card themselves and the amount of money that was spent on the card. I think that really, the proof is in the pudding, I think, is the phrase. So yeah, there were definitely concerns raised at the outset. That was at the time uh, when I think a lot of the sector was still talking about COVID support and there was definitely a feeling uh, that there should have been uh, an extension of some of the existing COVID support schemes that were around at the time, but government had made it quite clear that that wasn't going to happen and that the, the card was kind of an alternative support mechanism that was in place. So I think back when we launched this card the first time around, uh, there were lots of, of live conversations going on around what the best thing to do to support the sector was uh, at that point in the, in the COVID pandemic clearly we're in a different world now so uh, the, these businesses are all able to trade there are no covid restrictions anymore and so some of the uh, other options that may have previously been on the table uh, wouldn't be appropriate going forwards whereas this type of demand support where we can help put some money in people's pockets to encourage them to go out and spend a bit of money uh, in the middle of the week and actually help people with the cost of that through things like the why not weekdays incentive and the the christmas initiative that was originally run uh, over the last few weeks 
I think if we can help put a bit of money in people's pockets and encourage them to go out and then spend that in local hospitality businesses, really, I think that's generally should be a good thing over the next few weeks. From a customer's perspective, do you feel it's user-friendly enough, this scheme? I think it is. So originally there were, it was a bit tricky, I think, but the process has been simplified a lot uh, since the first initial launch. So even during that launch, things were improved. But no, it's very much, uh, it is quite user-friendly in terms of you just need to go online. You can uh, purchase the cards, top them up. Uh, and, and then it's all done uh, electronically. You don't need a physical card in your hand. Although, like I said before, if you do want a physical card, they're easy enough to go and purchase straight from the Welcome Centre. Tonight's Ben McCree sailing from Douglas to Hesham has been cancelled. There is fog on the mountain road. And FC Alamance club captain says the team needs to find more consistency to challenge higher up the NWCFL Premier Division after they lost 4-3 at home to relegation-threatened Bursko last night. Frank Jones played for the Ravens yesterday evening for the first time in nearly 18 months after recovering from a long-term injury. Well, I said at the start it was not a, it wasn't about me today. I'm just absolutely gutted and all the lads are everyone's gutted about the loss because off the back of beating Avril on Wednesday like we've got to get this consistency better where we win today and then we move into next Saturday and win. It's just like so inconsistent at the minute. Um, for me personally it was obviously great to get over my injury and like have that long road and to get the shirt and get 10 minutes and arguably come into the, the game that was just frantic. One of the things you mentioned there is um, consistency. Obviously the squad's had to chop and change for numerous reasons throughout the season. How do you find that consistency in a in a season that's been so challenging this time around? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard and I see it, you, until you're involved in it, you don't realise how hard it is to get that kind of consistency because at the end of the day, everyone's an amateur, no one gets paid, so it's, it's a bit like people get injured, people have holidays, people have work commitments, it's, um, it's, very, it's very, very hard, but Paul's kind of drilling home to us like we need to get this consistency and we need to be fully committed if we want to kind of push on up the league. And just looking forward, maybe whether it's uh, next week or beyond that, in terms of now that you've got yourself um, back into the fold, how much are you looking forward to maybe getting a couple more games under your belt over the rest of the season? Yeah, that's my aim this year was just to get back and get back playing. So I'm made up today that I got on and got 10, 15 minutes and I'll just build on that now going forward and hopefully come the end of the season I'll be back in the squad and aiming to have a proper go next year. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Ben McCree departed Hesham at 18 minutes past two. She's due in to Douglas in the next 10 minutes or so. We'll be on to the link span. Going nowhere tonight. Tonight's sailing's been cancelled to Hesham, so anything sitting on the quayside in Hesham, human or just freight, won't be coming back overnight. No 2.15 return to Douglas. The next scheduled departure, 8.45 tomorrow morning. Ben McCree for Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Treasury has lost its application for a review into a tribunal that found it had discriminated against two former MHKs because of their age. Jeffrey Boot and Martin Perkins, who both lost their seats in the 2021 Keys election, were awarded almost £34,000 each after being told they weren't eligible for a resettlement payment because they were over 60. The details from Siobhan Fletcher. The sum, representative of six months' salary for a member of the House of Keys, is available to members who aren't re-elected. But previously, those who were over the age of 60 didn't qualify. Treasury applied for the review after claiming the decision was wrongly made as a result of an administrative error and that the decision was made based on a mistaken application of law. Anna Healy of the Attorney General's Chambers, who represented the Treasury at the Tribunal, 
argued that the wrong amount was awarded to the duo because the basic salary for an MHK has increased since they served in the House of Keys. However, Tribunal Chairman Douglas Stewart said the grounds provided by Ms Healy had little to no merit and were insufficient to justify the expense of holding a review hearing. The tribunal says its calculations were based on evidence submitted at the hearing which wasn't challenged in cross-examination or during the closing submissions by Ms Healy. The rules for the payment scheme have since been changed by Tim Wold, removing the age restriction. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six, Tesla fell short of its target to increase deliveries of its electric cars last year as the electric car maker battled a share price slide, surging inflation and an economic slowdown in China. In 2022, Tesla delivered 1.31 million electric cars, missing Elon Musk's declared aim of achieving 50% year-on-year growth. While Vehicle deliveries grew uh, roughly 40%, while production increased by 47% to 1.37 million vehicles. Uh, the car makers ramped up production after opening new factories in Texas, Shanghai, and Berlin. In the three months ending December, Tesla reported a record 405,000 car deliveries compared with 308,000 the previous year. The International Monetary Fund has warned that a third of the global economy will be in recession this year. Kristalina Georgieva, the head of the IMF said 2023 will be tougher than last year in the US, EU and China. Of course, they see their economies slowing down. It comes as the war in Ukraine, rising prices, higher interest rates and the spread of COVID-19 in China weigh on the global economy. In October, the IMF cut its global economic growth forecast for 2023. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets closed higher as investors assessed China's reopening and digested inflation data. US stocks slid in a downbeat start to a busy first trading week of 23. Oil edged lower and gold edged higher. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 up one and a third of a percent at 7,554. The DAX in Frankfurt closed up eight tenths of a percent at 14,181. Well, the Trading day continues in uh, New York City. The Dow Jones Industrial is down seven-tenths of a percent at 32,928. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index uh, is down one and three-tenths of a percent at 10,333. In the Midwest in Chicago, the S&P 500 is down nine-tenths of a percent at 3,805. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 19.7 cents, one euro, 13.3 cents, and uh, 20... South African ran 38.3 cents. Finally, in commodities, gold is up two-thirds of a percent at $1,835 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude is down 3.5% at $82.92. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. 
Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Pastor Mike, good evening. Good to have you along. It's 14 minutes before six. The Treasury Minister's been speaking ahead of the budget, which is next month, of course. February, he says the economy's taken a battering in the past years and unprecedented events from 2022 are largely to blame for the huge cost of living increases. Despite insisting there are sufficient reserves to withstand another crisis, Alex Allenson, MHK, says government must live within its means. What we've done over the last couple of months is try to make as much information accessible to the public so people can go online through the Treasury website, look in real time in terms of what the inflation figures are like, what government spending is like, what our reserves are like. Um, We do have those, but at the same time, we have to live within our means. Running a government, running running an, an island is very similar to running your home. You have to know what's coming in in terms of money and you have to know where your bill are and when they need to be paid. Um, the, the whole aspect of the, of the budget in February is to get that balance right, but also not just to respond and be reactive to short-term problems, but to have that long-term vision of what this island should become and can become in terms of greater wealth coming down to all the people who live here. The challenge this year is obviously looking forward and trying to predict what interest rates are going to be like, what inflation is going to be like, what energy costs are going to be like, and also all those external factors that we've seen affect us on the Isle of Man, things that may happen in China, may happen in Ukraine, may happen the other side of the world. The ripple effects can have quite profound influences on how we run our lives here. And so it is difficult to get that 12-month balance right and then go on from there to look at at a decent five-year plan. Manx Radio Sport. Fastamai, Rob Pritchard. Fastamai, good evening. Starting this evening with cycling, and as we enter 2023, the question still remains about who Mark Cavendish will be riding for this season. In recent weeks, Cav has been heavily linked with the Astana Kazakhstan team after he was spotted at their December training camp in Altea in Spain. However, on New Year's Day, the team released his team photo for the coming campaign and the Manx missile was absent. But that may not be the end of the story, with unconfirmed reports suggesting the team photo was taken before Cav arrived at the camp. There has been no official word from the Astana Kazakhstan team on the rumours at this stage. Cavendish is currently the joint all-time stage winner at the Tour de France, equal to the great Eddie Merckx. Sticking with sport on two wheels, and it's been a challenging opening couple of days for TT rider James Hillier, who's taking part in one of the most gruelling races in the world, the Dakar Rally. Hillier, who was involved in stage three of the event today, is the first TT winner ever to take part in the rally. As of this afternoon, he was running in a provisional 78th position, before the stage between Alula and Hail was halted due to deteriorating weather conditions, meaning riders who hadn't finished were stopped at checkpoints two and three. As a result, Hillier's overall time will be calculated according to the average achieved over the first part of the stage. And finally, nominations have opened for the 2022 Isle of Man Sports Awards. Residents are now being invited to select athletes, teams or officials they feel are deserving of honours for their work over the past year. Twelve accolades will be up for grabs with the award ceremony taking place at the Villa Marina in Douglas on Thursday the 30th of March. Among last year's winners, Mark Cavendish was named Sportsman of the Year with gymnast Tara Donnelly taking the Sportswoman of the Year title. Nominations for the 2022 awards must be submitted before the deadline on Sunday the 29th of January. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. That's on delays inbound at Ronald's Way. Uh, Logan S, 4 o'clock from London Heathrow, only touched down about 10 minutes ago. 
EasyJet's Hub House 7 inbound from Manchester showing on time, as is the Hub House 7 EasyJet from Gatwick, on also the 528 returning uh, patient transfer plane from Liverpool, uh, Logan Air's uh, patient transfer plane is showing on time at 528 tonight. Outbound, 20 to 5, Logan Air back to London City is delayed until 10 past 6. Then it's uh, just before that, 6 o'clock, Logan Air's Liverpool patient transfer plane on time. The 10 past 8 EasyJet back to Manchester is on time. And the 10 past 8 EasyJet to London Gatwick is showing on time. On the roads, uh, narrow lanes and a temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street in Douglas for that uh, new pedestrian crossing. Castle Street one-way northbound in Castletown till April next year. And temporary closures in phases around East Key and the Prom in Peel till April. Uh, currently the Prom's closed from Manx Utilities Pumping Station to Weatherglass Corner. And he got temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement till June of next year. And just a quick word, from the 9th of this month, a five-week road closure will be in place for refurbishing work on the Jerby Coast Road between Bretney and Len Beach roads starts at 9th of, 9th of January until the 12th of February. DOI will conduct ditching, edge trimming, resurfacing and maintaining drainage soakaways. Massimo Tyres. Budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal. Only available at so watch out, that work starts on the 9th of January, which is next Monday. The first Tinwall session of the new year starts uh, on Tuesday, January 17th. It's going to give members and ministers the opportunity to pick up the threads of debates that were held last year. Max Radio's John Moss has been looking at what may be up for discussion. The agenda for the January Tinwall, and of course the question paper, should there be any questions, has still to be published. But there are a series of items on the Register for Business on the Tindall website that will be in the running for inclusion. They include further discussion on our island plan, which will incorporate the delivery of the economic strategy. The plan forms the blueprint for the Canon government's administration. We're told the idea is for it to continuously be updated. Also likely to be included is a motion from the Education, Sport and Culture Minister, Julie Edge, that her department and infrastructure department undertake a piece of work, I'm quoting that phrase, to cost a new long-term strategic plan transferring the regional swimming pools to the education department and at the same time developing regional hubs and report back on their progress in the autumn. The MHK for Arbury, Castletown and Maloo, Jason Morehouse, has placed on the register a motion, the gist of which is that Tinwald is of the opinion that a childless couple who both work full-time and both earn the living wage should qualify for social housing. And on the register is a statement by the Infrastructure Minister, Chris Thomas, on the Highway Maintenance Charter, published originally in March last year. It was described as starting to recognise and value the importance of highway maintenance, a favourite public source of discontent, of course. It's not subject to a motion on the Timbald agenda. The plan is that it will be laid before the court. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682 Anytime, day or night. Seven minutes before six on update this Tuesday evening. A warm summary of the weather we received in the last 12 months can be summed up by that word. Warm. Even now in January, temperatures are some way from what we might expect at this time of the year. And Ronald's Way Metman Colin Garcher agrees that overall 2022 raised the bar. The warmest on record at a temperature of 
average of 11.1 so that, that beat the record back in 2014 so it's been another very warm year 11 out of the 12 months were warmer than average only December was was colder than average so that really shows what it was like all year all year round yeah and that cold snap in December uh, of a week was really the only notably cold spell we had. The weather pattern was dominated by really southwesterly, westerly winds. There's no real of these cold easterlies. We only had that really one week of it in December, like I say. So, yeah. Also, if you remember, it was exceptionally warm in the summer. We had some record temperatures over in the UK, 40 Celsius recorded in, in parts of England. So it really was a quite an incredible year. I remember speaking to your colleague Adrian Cowan and he said the pattern appeared to be now a long warm dry spell at the beginning of the year and then very wet and muggy and horrible uh, into mm-hmm. um, into the autumn. Um, he yeah. seemed to have been justified by that prediction. Yeah this year but I think the main thing we see is the gradual rise in temperature every month of the year and I think the other thing that we've seen a bit of is a bit more rainfall in the autumn months I think over the last 30 years, we're getting about 10% more rainfall in the autumn months than we were previously, so that's a bit of a change too. It's sort of saying a mean average is out of date now, isn't it? Because it's a moving feast. It seems to be rising and rising. Yeah, we have changed the, the, the dates on them. Usually we use a more recent record, so yeah, but they're going to continue to rise through the rest of the century, I think. Many listeners on the Isle of Man and elsewhere have been kind enough to say they like and enjoy half an hour of nothing but Manx news and often listen to a week's worth of updates as podcasts to get a flavour of the Isle of Man. To you, to them, and to updates, listen again and podcast audience, we really appreciate your comments. Thanks for getting in touch. Tinwall will be asked to apologise for its part in the failings that resulted in sexual abuse at a former children's home on the island. A report from a committee investigating historic abuse allegations at Notfield will present its recommendations to the Isle of Man's Parliament next month. The Social Affairs Policy Review Committee looked into events at Notfield in 2018 and 2019 and now that criminal proceedings have been completed has published a list of 11 recommendations. Among them is a call for Tinwald to acknowledge that serious mistakes were made in relation to the care of children between 1961 and 1983 and that it deeply regrets and apologises for its part in the failures of public authorities for many decades. Tinwald will also be asked to support a rigorous approach to crime against children and to support a review into the sums payable to victims under the island's criminal injuries compensation schemes. Existing legislation allows for compensation of between one and £33,000 for children who were sexually abused. There's also a focus on offering increased support to victims, with the committee asking for the Council of Ministers to consider improving services for adults who disclose that they were abused as children, as well as consideration for a person to promote the interests of victims and witnesses, similar to the UK's Commissioner for Victims and Witnesses. The committee is also seeking an annual evidence session with the Island Safeguarding Board and wants the organisation to give special regard to the needs of those abused as children. The chair of the committee, Douglas Central MHK and Corlett, will seek approval for the recommendations when Tinwald sits next month. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher and producer Lewis Foster. Stick around, Island Heritage is on the way after the news at 6 o'clock. The Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. The Folk Show with John Barker at 9. And Dave Moore is here tonight after hours from 10 o'clock. 
Well, welcome back to uh, 2023's series of update. Back tomorrow at 5.30. W-I-N-T.